0: This is the Bible teaching from the Apostolic Church, All Nations Centre in Kennington, London. Reaching the community in practical and caring ways, here now is the timeless Word of God. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! You know, in the presence of the Lord, there is... there is... there is... there is worries in the presence of the Lord express joy. express joy let me see how do I express joy express joy express joy hallelujah hallelujah in the presence of the Lord there is fullness of joy so we we want to thank God for bringing us into his presence I don't know what is covered your mind or your mind or occupied you or worried about or stressed about We are in the presence of the Lord. We are in no other presence but the presence of the creator of the heavens and the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So come with an expectation that when you come into his presence, you will not live the same. The Lord will touch you regardless of what was worrying you when you came here. Hallelujah. I thank God for this opportunity to share his word with us. And the theme, as has been said already, about um, for this month and possibly the the next month is the role, operations, and manifestations of the Holy Spirit in the life of the church. The role, operations, (coughs) and manifestations of the Holy Spirit in the life of the church. And under this theme, I am coming to speak on the subject or topic the presence of God. The presence of God. And one of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit is to reveal the presence of God to all believers, those of us in Christ. And we form the church. As we all know, the church is not the pews or the building, but the people who believe in Christ. And have gathered together. So, when we gather together, it is one of the rules of the Holy Spirit to reveal God's presence to us. We all want to see the presence of God in everything we do, but we must also be reminded that when God's presence appears, it brings blessings to one camp and judgment to another camp. To his people, he brings blessings. To his enemies, he brings judgment. So the question is: as we are seeking God's presence today, which side will you be? Will you be on the side of God's people or the side of God's enemy? So we know. If you know where you stand, you know what to expect. My objectives are faith. Uh, first, to explain what the dimensions of God's presence are, and also to highlight some of the benefits of having God's presence. Thank you very much. You're observant. Hmm. To highlight some of the benefits of having God's manifest presence upon the church or upon any individual, and to caution on some of the dangers in taking God's presence for granted, because sometimes we take God's presence for granted, and we'll we'll see some of the dangers that are involved in doing so. Under the dimensions of God's presence, I'm going to speak on the concept of what God's presence is, they said we have three concepts. The first one is the omnipresent dimension of God's presence. And then the indwelling presence of God's presence. The manifest presence of God. So omnipresent, the indwelling presence, and the manifest presence of God. We've heard of omnipresence. We have omnipotent. We have omniscience or omniscience, some people may say. Omniscience, God is all knowing, omnipotent, God is all powerful, omnipresent, God is everywhere. So, this is the dimension of God's presence that talks about Him being everywhere. Psalm 139, verse 7 and 11 says, "He says, Where can I go from your, your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the outermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall uphold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me." In other words, in the presence of God, there is no darkness. Nobody can hide. God is everywhere. That is the omnipresence of God. Then we have the indwelling presence of God. And this occurs when a person accepts Christ as their Savior and are born again. If you are born again, the, 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 the presence of God comes by the income of the Holy Spirit into your life. Christ comes to dwell inside of you. And this is a sure way that God has provided to receive his in presence. Other people want God's presence by any other means. No, there are dangers to that. If you look at the tabernacle, where it represents where the ark was placed in the tabernacle, there was only one gate that leads to the tabernacle. Nobody could come through the back door, the side windows. or <clears throat> There wasn't any other way into the tabernacle, which leads to the Holy of Holies you have to come by one gate. So I wonder why people think they can come to God through different, different means. There is only one gate, Those, and that gate is Christ Jesus. If you have not received him, his presence is not in you, and you cannot have the indwelling experience of his presence. The Bible also says when two or three born-again believers come together in his name. There is another level of his indwelling of his presence. And when we look at Matthew chapter 18, verse 20, we see that where two or three are gathered in his name, he is there among them. Anyone who tries to approach God in any other way, the consequences could be severe. After the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God's choice of dwelling on the earth is not in an earthly tabernacle like it was in the wilderness where he asked Moses to build a tabernacle for him to dwell because he wanted to dwell among them in fact god wanted to live with them he's also his 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 uh, choice now is not in the temple as he asked solomon to build for him but now god has chosen to dwell in the inside of believers in Christ through the Holy Spirit. Therefore, God's presence is not in the building per se, but God is here because we have gathered here and we have come with a heart to seek him. God's presence represents the influence of his spirit, his person, in our life through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, sorry. Paul says, do you not know that you are the temple of, the, of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. In other words, the Holy Spirit dwells inside of us. First John 4.4, John says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. It is Christ who is in us. Let's talk about the manifest presence of God. This is the dimension of God's presence, that is not seen everywhere and just by anybody. It is God's presence that is made clear and convincing and is notable, often accompanied by visible signs and manifestations. So unlike the first two where we just know he is there, in the manifest presence, the Shekinah glory, he, he, there are sometimes physical, manifestation or appearances or happenings that declares that God's presence has come. At the time Christ was preaching and the Bible says there was power available and the evidence of that power was in the working of miracles. The evidence was manifest. The manifest presence of God was there. The whole place was charged with his power. This manifest presence comes with anointing to break yokes and to set free. It brings liberty and disperses dark clouds of God's people. Sometimes we come to a gathering and it's as if we are using so much energy, we are pushing and we are not pushing. But when the prince of God comes, dark clouds move away. And there is clearance in in the spirit realms. It charges atmospheres. And drives away demons, principalities, and powers. And that's the presence of God we are seeking to have experienced in our gatherings as this. The manifest presence makes difficult situations to be easy. The power of fear gets broken in the manifest presence of God. Psalm 23 verse 4, David said, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Praise the Lord. When the presence of God is with you, fear is broken. Any Christian who meddles in the things of the flesh or is kinder cannot experience this manifest presence of God. Things in the natural are detected by our human senses. But because God is spirit, it takes those with spiritual senses to detect his manifest presence. In 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14, it says, Paul says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Because they are using, the natural man uses the natural senses. For they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. It took a touch of Jacob's spiritual senses to realize God's presence. If you look at Genesis 28, verse 16 and 17, it says, and Jacob awoke out of his sleep. That was when he was running away from his brother to uh, Laban, uh, his uncle Laban, and he fell asleep on the way. And he said, surely, when he woke up, the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, how dreadful is this place. This is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Praise the Lord. Our spiritual senses must be touched by God. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's one of his rules, to touch our senses. To see the, the, the possibilities in the realms of the spirit. To see the, 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 because those, Jacob saw the ladder going up, and angels going down and up the ladder, bringing blessings, taking away curses, but he couldn't see with his naked eyes. Likewise, in the, in the case of the servant of Elijah, he also did not recognize the presence of God surrounding them until his eyes were opened, and he saw the host, Of heaven on horses and chariots of fire with the naked senses the eye the senses the five senses I hear speak smell touch no he couldn't recognize they were around but when his spiritual eyes were opened because Elijah prayed Lord opened his eyes and he saw horses and chariots of fire all around them praise the Lord May God open our eyes to see the protection and the jealousy he had over his people. Amen. That when the enemy comes, he will know that we know that He is coming. But he has nothing to do. He cannot do us anything because our God is with us. Amen. It is important for us to understand that God wants to spend time with us in his manifest presence, which rise newness and freshness. And it's related to our relationship, the relationship we have with him. The deeper the relationship with God, the stronger the manifestation of his presence. As you go deeper in your relationship with God, he reveals more of himself to you. He reveals himself unto you more and more and more. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we may all start the same class, but the one who puts his face in the book like the book won, he grabs the Lord. We write the exams, and then he passes. God wants us to come to me. He will teach us. And as we come, the Holy Spirit will teach us more about God. Revelation three twenty says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Hallelujah. I thought you were going to say praise God. Because God himself, Christ says, look, he spoke this. Sometimes when we are preaching, we quote this this quotation. But actually, there was a church in Revelation. He said, I'm knocking at your door. If you open it, I'll come in. And when I come in, I'll do what? I'll dine with you. So first, one has to hear his voice first and then open the door. If you're not hearing, you cannot open. But I believe, but through this uh, uh, preaching, God speaking to us, God is knocking. God is knocking at our doors. Every one of us, God is knocking at our doors. Are we going to open? Are we going to open to him, to what he wants to reveal to us? Hallelujah. John 14, 21 and 23 says, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. The verse 23 says, Jesus answered and said to him, Judas, that is Judas, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. We will come and make our home. My goodness, when the enemy comes and God the Father is here, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit around you. Otilo." he will run away, praise the Lord. Anyone who loves Christ will be loved by the Father and will be visited by the Trinity. We lose his manifest presence when we fail to maintain this special relationship. That's why we should not allow anything to come between our relationship with God. Praise the Lord. Let's talk briefly about the benefits of having God's presence. There are so many benefits. But for time's sake, I'll just mention two. First, God's presence provides guidance and direction. And we see that when Israel left Egypt to the promised land, they were guided and directed by the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. The pillar of cloud to shield them from the heat of of the sun and then also the fire to give them warmth, and also to, 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 to ward off animals, wild animals in the, in the, in the wilderness. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So God gives direction when his presence is due. In fact, they, they dare leave the camp, they pack, They dare lift up, unfold the tabernacle and everything and move until the pillar lifts to move, because it, his, it represented his presence, and he, that presence was directing them and guiding them and giving them the where the to avoid what to do. And sometimes, deliberately, God took them through places just to test them, just to strengthen them, just to teach them something. Hallelujah. We see that also in the ark of God in crossing the river Jordan. God said, everybody, follow the ark and keep away from it so that you can see it and follow it. Wherever the ark went, the priests were carried and and, and they followed and the whole camp followed the ark, representing the presence of God. God's presence produces power, hallelujah. God's presence produces power. Jesus was anointed and performed miracles because God's presence was with him. It was that presence that enabled him to minister to people. That enabled him to set people free from demonic oppressions. That enabled him to overcome evil spirits and for him to work unbelievable miracles. Can you imagine somebody whose hand is withered, short? And then Jesus speaks to them, stretch your hands, and then the hand grows. One day, I mean, one second, it grows. Cripple. Blind, see, deaf, dumb. Unbelievable miracles. And I pray that the presence of God will fill us in this place so that when you come, regardless of your sickness, diagnosed or undiagnosed by the doctors, cancer, whatever, they will melt, tumors will melt literally. They will break out in the name of Jesus because the presence of God carries enough power. Power to break all this and God doesn't want us to walk as uh, people fables and those who are lacking in in this in this free presence of God which carries power God can do it we have many who are going off one by one and we say oh God give God 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 has taken back and then we go on another day another month another year but there is power in the presence of God that can break yokes and set free and heal and bring Powerful healings. testimonies will rise. Yes. And we will testify. And I want every family to have something to testify of the power of God. Amen. That God visited us. Yes. God came with his power. Yes. God came with anointing. Yes. And came into our house. When we, we, we thought everything was over, he came in. Hallelujah. He wrapped us. As a family, he covered us. He breathed upon us. Yes. He strengthened us. Yes. And that which was about to kill us was driven out by the presence of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is able. Yes. God is able. Yes. I was going to say more of the things, but because, you know, the presence of God, the ark was put in the house of Obed. Obed in them. Uh, David said, Hey, this ark can kill. It killed Uzziah. Put it away. But when the ark went into the Uh, The house of Obed, a Levite who sanctified himself. The Bible said, God bless him. And everybody was seeing blessings was coming. Every day the prince of God was bringing blessings. They didn't know, what business have you got? What job have you got? What are you doing? They cannot tell, they cannot analyze, but God was blessing him. God was blessing him. Then David said, now the blessings, it's okay now to come near me. Let's go and bring it. Let's talk about the dangers with a few minutes of have Even though God wants us to spend time in his presence, we are not to take his presence for granted. We cannot rush into his presence without due process, breaking all protocols that demands and relate to walking in holiness. God's presence is like a double-edged sword. The same loving God is also a consuming fire. And if you look at the life of the children of Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, God refused the worship of these priests for offering strange, or what the Bible says, profane fire in his presence. If you look at Leviticus 10 1 to 3, it says, Then Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it, but put incense on it and offered profane fire before the Lord which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them. And they died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, this is what the Lord spoke, saying, by those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy. And before all the people, I must be glorified." So Aaron held his peace. You know why Aaron held his peace? Because Aaron was worried. As a high priest, he could not touch. He was saying, I have been doing this for you. I've been serving you, doing this. How come you killed my two sons? They were going to inherit this uh, 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 high priesthood gun. I'm going to place on them. How come, God, can you take them? I cannot touch them because as a high priest, I cannot touch dead bodies. I must not be seen mourning for them. And Moses said, this is what the Lord spoke, saying, by those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy, and before all the people, I must be glorified. So Aaron held his peace. He wants to follow them? Continue. Nadab and Abihu were destroyed because whatever they did before the law wasn't holy. I don't know exactly what it is, but God called it, it wasn't holy. And it didn't bring glory to God. What about we do? That does not bring glory to God as well. still God's presence. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Let me conclude. Let's try to conclusion. If we want to enjoy the continuous presence of God in our lives, then we must leave behind any love for sin and choose holiness not out of any compulsion and fear, but with a free will in reverence and obedience to his word. We must constantly love God passionately with all our hearts, enough to daily consecrate ourselves, enough for us to daily consecrate ourselves and submit to his rule and command. We must also guard our relationship with the Father with prayer and fasting. We are in times that God is calling us into His presence. Are we willing? And are we ready? Amen. Thank you for listening to God's Word. We are the Apostolic Church All Nations Centre in Kennington, London. Find us at Tyus Terrace, Kennington, London, SE 11 5LY. Our telephone number is 02078209917. On the web, We are at www.apostolic-anc.org. All Nations Centre, reaching out to you in practical and caring ways.